It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Welcome to the seventh episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We'll be here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. I'm food, dining, and living editor, Lagaya Figueres, and I'm going to tell you about a new under-the-radar Vietnamese restaurant that you'll want to put on your radar. And I'm Rodney Ho, and I cover entertainment. We will be sadly closing the Love Shack with the B-52s at the Fox Theater and the Classic Center. And we'll also talk about the funeral plans for one of Atlanta's most influential hip-hop artists with our special guest, Deasia Page, who is the AJC's new culture reporter. We'll also talk about her new role exploring the intersection of arts, culture, and underrepresented communities, as well as how emerging social trends are being expressed through the lens of the Atlanta aesthetic. She'll bring us stories of how our arts, entertainment, and social media leaders and creators shape life here and influence the nation's lifestyle and pop culture. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And first up on this week's episode, uh, let's tackle some of the week's hot topics. But first, we want to introduce you to DeAsia Page. She's here, just joined us at the AJC, and she's our culture reporter. Uh, We're very excited to have her, and uh, we want her to uh, sort of introduce herself to us. DeAsia? Yeah, hi. I'm happy to be here. I'm DeAsia Page. Um, Just moved here literally last week. I come here from the Belleville News Democrat, which is, and I covered black communities in southwest Illinois from them. And I um, moved here from St. Louis, Missouri, but I'm originally from Chicago. So I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to have you. We're very excited. And uh, I mean, you kind of hit the ground running here. It was uh, a big news week. Uh, it, it happened, actually, Takeoff uh, was shot the day uh, after you got here, I believe. Yeah, my second day on the job. So, yeah, that was hitting the ground running for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like having your first story for the AJC be an A1. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Exactly. Good yeah. job. 
Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And it was great to have you here, to have somebody to turn to for things like that. Uh, you know, we struggle sometimes to get everything covered and, and all that, but it was great to have you jump right in. And uh, you've been you've been following the story ever since then, too, right? Right. I've covered his funeral plans, and I'll be covering the funeral on Friday as well. But yeah, just an unfortunate passing overall, just an unfortunate or- ordeal yeah. overall. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that it won't always be sad things you're covering, and, and we want to talk a little bit about that. You know, you'll be covering our art scene, uh, the culture, the social media aspects, everything about our city's culture. Uh, what are some of the things that you're excited about uh, um, covering here? I think the main thing, I mean, we all know about Atlanta's mainstream music artists, but I'm more interested in exploring some of the more underground scene in terms of music and who the artists that are sort of up and coming in a way that we don't really know about, but we should. Um, that's really a main thing. And then also kind of highlighting how Atlanta's female hip hop artists are contributing to his music scene as well, because I think sometimes they get overlooked in the overall discussion of hip hop in Atlanta. So. Right. Yeah. And as we mentioned before, I mean, Atlanta, a lot of things that happen here sort of reverberate around the country. It's become a, I mean, in many ways, people say, you know, it's a black mecca. It's a, a mecca for black creators and for other folks, too. It's like we have a lot of diver- very diverse communities here, and a lot of things that happen here go on to a nationwide spotlight as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm interested also in learning more about Atlanta's culture outside of music since I've primarily covered music in the past. But I know Atlanta has, as you mentioned, so much to offer. So I'm interested in exploring some of those aspects of Atlanta as well. Right. So. Yeah, we have a, a wonderful theater scene. And in fact, later on in the podcast, we'll mention something that's a, sort of a, a milestone for one of Atlanta's theater companies. But yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on. One of the interesting things, I haven't even talked to you about this yet, but uh, I was speaking with uh, someone recently about the explosion of K-pop and how it's become such a huge thing. And, you know, we have a big Korean community here, and there are these artists coming through that are selling out State Farm Arena for two nights. So, I mean, I think that there's probably a lot to explore there as well with some of the, you know, the local communities and, and how they are affected by this big explosion of that, I wonder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, is there anything else that you've got in the works or? Um, not exactly, but if you do have a story idea, feel free to email <laughs> me, page at ajc.com. So, and I'm looking forward to learning more about Atlanta's culture for sure. Yeah, definitely do that because uh, we're always looking for, for more story ideas. And, you know, we want to cover things that you, the listener and our reader are interested in. And, you know, we also want to surprise you sometimes with things that you may not have heard about. Um, and that's one of the things that DeAsia is here to do is to uh, enlighten and surprise us all. So, Well, and the other thing that's really, I think, exciting for us is um, you're coming, you know, with a bit of an outside lens, you know, with some fresh eyes. And, and that's always interesting to get a different perspective. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's still still new here, so she doesn't know everything there is to know about yeah, have Atlanta. Have you been to a Waffle House yet? I have, Good. I have. Yeah. Maybe two. That was like my first restaurant that I went to here. Oh, wow. So well, yeah, that's, 
You can't get more much was more there Atlanta a fight? than that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we talked about that in last week's podcast. How, uh, yeah, the uh, the Daily Show did a bit on that about mm. how, uh, yeah, a lot of people go to Waffle House just for the entertainment value. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but anyway, well, we are thrilled to have you here, and uh, and we're really looking forward to seeing all the stories that you're going to write. And I'm sure that we will have you back here on the podcast, too, to talk about those stories when they happen and, you know, maybe just to talk about whatever is, is going on in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And so we want to talk also, uh, we've mentioned Takeoff's funeral and all that. You've been writing about that, and that is happening Friday, right? Friday at um, noon at State Farm Arena. Right. Yeah. And it's free tickets? Free but tickets it- for Georgia residents only, but now they're sold out. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder why <laughs> they decided to restrict it to Georgia. That's kind of arbitrary in my brain. Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I mean, I was thinking maybe it's because his murders or his shooting is still unsolved. Maybe they didn't, they didn't want people from Houston coming, or I don't know why they decided to do that exactly. But yeah. And do you know which musical guests will be present? Well, I heard from TMZ that um, Justin Bieber might be there. I saw that Drake had rescheduled his Apollo Theater shows to next month so that he can attend um, the funeral this weekend. Right. So, so far, those are only, yeah, only He was two one of the I biggest know. early champions of Migos, wasn't right. he? Right. He was on the Versace remix, one of their first hits. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'm sure there'll probably be surprises there, too, as well. Uh, yeah, um, we were talking about, like, I'm trying to think, has anybody ever held a anything like this at an arena like that here in Atlanta. Yeah, at least not in recent times. I just can't recall. Yeah, we haven't really had time to research that and, and look deeply into that. But uh, but it definitely strikes me as unusual. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unusual. Um, yeah, it does we, give the public a chance to you know because oftentimes people will do private, more private types of ceremonies like Hank Aaron, you know, yeah. or credit. Yeah, and then they'll do a memorial later, maybe. Um, mm. I guess this sort of combines the two in ways. I yes. Suppose. Yeah. And we can get ready for some pretty bad traffic, I imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're telling people to stay away if they're not. Yeah. And they don't want anybody to leave any, like, gifts or right or knickknacks around yeah. State Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I imagine, yeah, being that, like, in the middle of the day, it's like Atlanta traffic, rush hour starts, like, soon after noon on and a Friday. And it's a Friday, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, tough, but... But yeah, it's it's uh, a pretty grand uh, send off for uh, takeoff. At yeah, he was doing just twenty eight. I mean, yeah, it's it's a very sad, horrible thing, and um, you know, it's it's a great way for fans and and local people to pay their respects and and also just commiserate with with other fans, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised yeah. after a week that there hasn't been much resolution on the case at all? Or um, I'm not too surprised just because of how it happened i guess i mean i think they he was hit by straight video bullet. evidence yeah i'm not yeah the whole thing was just bizarre i mean it was allegedly over a dice game and i'm not sure what happened it's not clear if the person that. intentionally shot him or not There's right no i know two other people um were injured from gunshots but um they're okay now but he was the only person that died but yeah it was just bizarre and then like even the night before they had just dropped their new video as a duo mm-hmm. So that was just, the timing of it was just weird. Yeah. yeah. 
no matter what, it's it's a terrible thing, and you know we've lost someone who you know was still very early in his career and and probably had a lot more to do. So it's always a very sad thing. Well, uh, coming up, uh, we have our next holiday, which is Thanksgiving, and we want to give people an early heads up on on ways you can, if if you don't feel like cooking, you can go and enjoy Thanksgiving somewhere else. Yes. Uh, so we'll move on to this happy topic. Yes. Yeah, Thanksgiving, the day that everybody loves to get together with their crazy uncle and <laughs> and you don't talk politics for a little bit. That's right. Yeah, we have a story up for folks who don't want to cook or clean up. There are Metro Atlanta restaurants open in thanks on Thanksgiving. So folks can find that story at ajc.com and also in the go guide. But yeah, there's quite a number of restaurants. And, you know, if folks want, just to give um, a sense of the cost on this. So for adults, it's right around anywhere between 40 to up to about 100, depending on. Mm -hmm. um, And then kids prices is right around 20 bucks. But I think one of the ones that if I was going to do, I'm I usually host, so I won't be partaking in uh, out and about. But there is a Thanksgiving buffet at both 10th and Piedmont's and also Gilbert's, which are two restaurants in Midtown. So thank Thanksgiving buffet, 45 bucks a person for adults and 19 for kids. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Let somebody else do the cooking and you can eat all the... I, I guess the catch is you won't have Thanksgiving leftovers. Right. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's it's the only day of the year that I insist on cooking. It's like, even if nobody comes over, I'm going to cook. Oh, yeah. I'm getting... I have my sweet potato puree ready to go for my, you know, sweet potato pie when that's time and stuff. I'm slowly but surely getting getting my act together. Yeah. I've just started thinking about it, actually. I was... I was Scrolling through my recipe app recently, going, what am I going to make? Because well, I want to try something you, different. You in know? the food section, we have been doing recipes for that are Thanksgiving related for the past few weeks, and you know, where our minds are already into you know the December holidays at right. this point. And I promise all the people, there's so many Thanksgiving leftover recipes going to come at you as well. So yeah, oh yeah, those are always good to have because right. they're always leftovers, and especially. When I cook a ton of food and and I don't have many people there and, you know, we get really sick of turkey by, you know, a few days Oh, and I should say, because, you know, there's this big scare out there that there's not going to be Thanksgiving turkeys, that there's going to be like a shortage this year. And that's for a variety of things, right? For inflation, avian flu, supply chain stuff. Tell you what, Georgians, you're going to have a turkey. I checked it out. It's all good. So you don't have to, you might have to get a little bit of a smaller size bird than than normal potentially, but it's not going to be crazy price. Prices are about like 10 to 20 cents per pound above what you would have paid last year, but there's plenty to go around. So I like the fact that there may be smaller birds because usually that's my problem. I, I end up having to get this gigantic turkey. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, so you can either get the um, hen, which is ten to fourteen, mm-hmm. or you know, the sixteen to twenty is the tom. But the reason, if just for folks to know, the reason that of the smaller turkeys is because some producers, because of the risk of avian flu, they process their birds sooner than typical. So that's huh. why mm-hmm, they wouldn't have been the 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 size that they would. Mar- Normally grown too, oh. but anyway, we're all clear, okay, Atlanta. So you don't good. have to make your rush. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know we have uh, have the Thanksgiving turkeys out there. And if you don't want to cook, check out our story in Go Guide on places where you can go 
and eat Thanksgiving dinner without having to clean up, which is always a wonderful thing. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And what's new in the AJC and online at AJC.com? We have stories this week on True Colors' 20th anniversary. Uh, True Colors Theater Company has been around for 20 years now, and they're going to celebrate that. Uh, They're having a special cabaret thing this weekend. Uh, Bo Emerson wrote about it. And I mean, it's a remarkable milestone that that the theater has been there that long. I didn't realize they were one of the nation's largest black theater groups. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it started uh, because, you know, when Kenny Leon, he was the artistic director at the Alliance Theater, which is a very prestigious thing. uh, And he left that uh, in order to start his own theater company. And They've been going strong for for 20 years now. He's no longer leading the company, of course, because he's a busy guy. You know, he's he's done lots of lots of things, uh, films and and TV and stuff like that. And what was the did did he do? Was it a, a an award show? I'm trying to remember the August Wilson monologue competition. Is that the one that uh, that that uh, our colleague uh, Ryan Horn and his brother they did a whole documentary? Yeah, on, no, I, I do remember that. But he it seems like he directed some um, award show. I'm trying to remember. I should remember that. But uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> he's he's a busy guy. He's got lots of things going on. Um, so he's left the uh, theater company in capable hands, and uh, they're going to be marking that 20th anniversary. That's happening this weekend. Uh, well, I presume will he be back for that? You know, I do not know if if he's actually there, but but I would not be surprised. Um, I can't recall if he has said he'd be there. But anyway, that is happening. It's called a cabaret and fundraiser, 20 years in 90 minutes. It's happening on November 11th, 12th, and 13th, and it's at uh, True Colors Theater Company's uh, usual home, the Southwest Arts Center. So you can check that out. And the tickets tickets are $75, and that includes some food and cocktails and, and lots of entertainment, of course. So check that out, and check out our story online at AJC.com. Another thing that has come into town is the B-52s. This is their farewell tour, and they're bringing it to the Fox Theater, which has been sold out for quite a while, right? Yeah, three dates this Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, But they added recently a charity concert, a a true farewell concert on the 15th at the Classic Center where they started in Athens. So it's kind of appropriate, and they're going to give the money to charities. Yeah, and uh, we we have a story online, an interview with Cindy Wilson, in advance of these shows, uh, they've been really busy doing this farewell tour and finally bringing it home here. Of course, they don't all live here. Uh, Cindy does still live nearby. Right. But uh, the rest of the band, they've scattered to the, the four winds. So, you know. They, yeah, but it's kind of silly. You have to admit, another one where it's like a farewell tour, but it's not really a farewell because the people, all the everybody in the band is saying that they're still going to occasionally do one shows. Off, one-off shows. One-offs, right. right. But, but, but not, not a prolonged tour. Yeah, it's right. very possible they might perform again in Atlanta, in other words. For, yeah. For some well, reason. I mean, we like was it, was it last year that George Strait played after he had done his farewell tour? Um, so, but those, you know, that was a one-off date. He, you know, he wasn't on a tour, uh, or anything like that. So, and you know, if the B-52s do 
more shows. It, it makes sense that they would do them here or in Athens. Uh, they're all in their 70s, so they're, yeah. you know, three original members, of course, who are still yeah. active with the band. Right, right. Yeah, so so this this may be your last chance to see them, um, you know. But yeah, also I, the tickets are all gone. Yeah, they did manage to get me tickets for Sunday show, so I'm going to go twice. I'll go on Sunday and I'll go on Tuesday just to see how different the charity show is. Ah, okay, good. I guess on Sunday I'll also get to see Casey and the Sunshine Band for whatever right, that's worth. Right. So the Casey and the Sunshine Band isn't I don't doing think the... they're performing for the Tuesday show. No. Right. I think that yeah. will be purely focused on the on the B52s yeah. and guests. You know, we'll probably have special guests show up on stage it might be kind of oh yeah i would imagine yeah. yeah being in athens they have lots of friends there and yeah i'm sure plenty of them will probably jump join them on stage for yeah. various songs right. it's probably going to be a lot different than the show on sunday yeah and no matter what happens in the future that's going to be a pretty historic occasion i imagine oh yes yeah. no doubt uh, so yeah check back uh uh with uh, ajc.com uh, rodney's going to be going to two of the shows so we'll get to hear reports from those um not sure i haven't heard if, if we're gonna get a photographer there um, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see yeah anyway the vegan moment i think that uh you mentioned that it was having a moment oh it's decidedly mainstream at this point veganism i would say this week our food focal is about three new vegan cookbooks um they're all from black authors and one of them is actually pinky cole who folks know from slutty vegan and she's just had this you know i mean her she's building an empire at this yeah. point and, 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 and it's, trevor it, noah name dropped her uh, last week so uh, yeah i mean she kudos to her. I mean, her entrepreneurism is just, you know, outstanding. And I really think that she is, she's part of, you know, some um, leaders among, um, like, getting people to adopt veganism, you know? Anyway, she's got a new cookbook out. It's it's releasing on um, November 15th. And like I mentioned, she's just one of three authors, all black authors, um, who have these new vegan cookbooks out. So uh, Pinky gave us a recipe for black-eyed pea stew. We've got one from Tabitha Brown, if you're familiar with Tabitha. Mm-hmm. She's also on Food Network and you know, TikTok famous. Um, but anyway, her new cookbook is called Cooking from the Spirit. Oh, by the way, I, I have to tell you the name of Pinky's book. It's very Pinky. It's called Eat Plants, comma, and then I can't say the word because it's an expletive. <laughs> so, very pinky. Uh, and I should mention that she's launching, next week she's launching the book launch. It's called the Pinky Cole Experience Tour. And it's live ticketed events with food trucks, guest entertainers, in theaters across the country. And there's including a show here on um, at the Buckhead Theater on November 19th, if folks want to check it out. But, um, yeah, and then there, I should mention the other one, Marie Kakusha, she she is the third cookbook author that we did, and her book is called Vegan Africa, and that also comes out on November 15th. So anyway, collection for folks who'd like to either read cookbooks for fun or actually cook from them, um, they can find that story at AJC.com, and it's also in the food section if you want to pick up a print copy. But I did want to mention the other things following that, the following week, there, you know, there's an explosion of vegan restaurants in Atlanta, and it's been growing. I've been here now, what, seven years, and... Man, it, it's just, 
out the wazoo, it feels like these days. So folks can look for the most recent updated comprehensive list of all of the vegan restaurants in Metro Atlanta. Um, we'll be delivering that next week. And, you know, I remember our, we talked about this guy before, but our intern Noah over the summer did a kind of a dive into the black restaurateurs who have uh, the vegan restaurants. And uh, yeah, that was a really interesting one. So um, just like we mentioned, the, these black vegan cookbook authors, there are quite a few vegan restaurants in Metro Atlanta that are operated by black owners. It's kind of very interesting. So anyway, vegan two times this week for the recipes and next week for the uh, list on where to eat out. Right. For those who aren't as interested in the turkeys, uh, <laughs> they, can, they can go <laughs> That's vegan. Right. That's yeah. right. Do you have a vegan restaurant that you like to go to? You know, I used to, there There used to be this place um, in the North DeKalb Mall, the, the sad and dying North DeKalb Mall. I think it's closed because I haven't been in there in a while, but there's nothing else there to draw anyone in. But there was this great, it was almost like a fast food place. It was the best vegan burger I had ever had. And it was it, it was a patty that they made themselves, which most of the vegan patties yeah, I've ever had. Yeah, they're using like Beyond Meat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a days. lot of places people use Beyond Meat or, or Impossible, Impossible or whatever. And and most of the the house made ones that I've ever had have been just too mushy or it's just textures wrong or whatever. This place they had it down. They were really really good. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. It's called Full Taste Vegan. And I know at one point they were looking for another spot, I think. I haven't eaten there. I haven't eaten there. You know, actually, the place that I kind of like to go to is Mamak Vegan in Chambly. Have you ever been there? It's Mam- the, it's, I've been to well, Mam- you've been to Mamak, but they have Mamak Vegan. Oh, okay. Um, that opened, I want to say that opened during pandemic, actually. I did not realize yeah. that. So it's right, basically right across the street from the um, um, Petrodid Cab Airport. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to look yeah. for that. Cause, so yeah, this I love is Malaysian, Mamak. for those who don't know. Mamak is Malaysian, so this is vegan Malaysian. Hmm. Asia, you need to check it out. Yes, I'll <laughs> add that to my list there of you restaurants to check out. Yeah, you do, and you definitely have to do the slutty vegan, too. That's, I mean, that's such a huge thing. And I think I saw she was opening, I mean, she's opening places... Oh, she's got too. food trucks. She's got her. She's got yeah, a. She's right down the street from me in Duluth. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got um the spot at Pont City Market with her bar. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's like she's like expanding oh, yeah. out of and state she's got and stuff. Branded I think. food items and right. and all sorts of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan and uh, yeah, there are plenty of places to uh, enjoy that. We also wanted to talk about the restaurant review this week. I know. Um, More food, you people. Um, Atlanta is just full of dining options. And I uh, wanted to mention that this week's restaurant review from my fellow dining critic, Henry Hollis, is a review of My Kitchen. That's a new Vietnamese restaurant in the heart of Virginia Highland. But it's kind of been a little bit under the radar. And My, of course, is spelled M-A-I, not M-Y. Correct. Yeah. M-A-I Kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so the owner is Alex Kinjo that folks would know from he and his brother built MF Sushi. Oh, MF right. Sushi. I'm, yeah. Why am I saying Sushi? <laughs> MF Sushi. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they've got this one going. And uh, Henry, he, he really 
he enjoyed it very much and he felt that it really has a potential to be you know a gem um right. you know right there and on i mean it's right on you know where murphy's is right at that corner yeah. kind of thing it's just yeah, the like, big it's, Island, well, it's a, Island. Yeah, yeah and for 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 folks like who want to know exactly it's in the place that used to be genki in the genki spot okay Okay. Okay. So anyway, just a few. I'll name a few items that folks might want to try. Henry loved the green mussels. It's baked in a half shell with Japanese mayo and an eel sauce. So think of a, a kind of a spin on a, a oysters Rockefeller. And then he also really recommended their Vietnamese style chicken wings. You know, a Asia chicken wings is the thing in Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So Vietnamese style. Here you go. And then lemongrass tofu. And he was liking the cocktails, which are going to be there's some tropical flavors like lychee and mango type right. thing but he said the bark program was pretty good so folks can check them out it's called my kitchen and it is at 1040 north highland hmm. it's interesting it seems like they'd had a, a vietnamese place before but it seems to me I, I recall and it wasn't that far from there i may be wrong but it, i swear it feels like they did Many years ago, it's probably been a probably while. Probably before my time. It very well okay, could have been. My, I, yeah. I sometimes just like to be like, I think that's before my time. If I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was a place in Midtown Promenade. Um, God, I wish I could remember it. I'll have to look that up. You can look that up too, uh, and we've probably written about it if it actually exists. Um, we want to talk about some of the things we're working on for the future for you. Stranger Things has its own immersive experience going on yeah, here in Atlanta. Yards, uh, former location of, they had the Bridgerton experience, which was, which was more of a cosplay experience. Stranger Things um, is kind of like two experiences in one. It has like kind of a more of an immersive, like you're you're participating in some sort of Hawkins lab experiment portion. And it's a little bit more passive in the sense that you're, I mean, you participate, but it, it you kind of run through this adventure. And then once the adventure's over, you o- open up into this kind of big mall area. And you're not allowed to take photos during the main part, that initial part, but in the in kind of the Instagram area, it's like they redo a lot of the different sets. Like, a, you know, they have the Ships Ahoy place that was at the malls from season three, and they've got various uh, they've got the video store and they got the pizza place and um you know various monsters that people take pictures with and they also have some employees that kind of cosplay with you they pretend to be part of hawkins employees like i was at the fake video store and they were doing and there was like a reporter from the hawkins newspaper asking me questions about <laughs> reporting you know so he, he was getting into it so yeah he even gave me a card oh wow <laughs> so wow. it was fun yeah. Um, so you had kind of two different apps. So it's, it is well worth it getting kind of you getting a little bit of both yeah. types of Stranger Things experiences, kind of like the fun part and kind of the scary part. Yeah. Do you become a, one of the characters? Do you? Um, how does it work? No, like, who I, are you as part of the? You're thing? just a participant. I mean, oh. you can just. I mean, especially in the second part, you can just interplay with the co- the cosplay. You know, the players, the employees will just stay in character for whatever that's where they can mess with them. I guess ultimately. You know, you can show them a smartphone and they'll be supposedly confused because it's 1986, you know, that type of thing. And how long does this experience last? Um, I think over. you can, um, I think the first part is like 45 minutes and then you could stay as long as you want for the second half. You can buy pizza, you can get ice cream at, you know, Ships Ahoy, you know, that type <laughs> of thing. You can buy cheat. You know, of course, they got T-shirts and all the gift shop. De- type There's always things. a gift shop. Yep. It's kind of <laughs> spread out among, it's not an official gift shop, but it's spread out, out among different areas. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. But it's well done. Uh, well, another uh, person we lost recently was Jerry Lee Lewis, 
And uh, his ex-wife actually lives here in Georgia, Myra Williams. You may recall stories about her being his child bride. This was way back, uh, I can't even remember when. Late but 50s, she was, yeah. Yeah, late like 50s. Or early 50s yeah, I think so. And I mean, she was 13 at the time. Yes. But anyway, she lives here, and uh, our very own Bo Emerson reached out to her, and he's going to be talking to her. Um, oh, that so, be super interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. it sounds like it could be a, a fascinating story of yeah, that her was, life. That was serious scandal back in the late 50s. It kind of oh, it sidelined was. his career for quite a bit yeah. before he was able to get back in the countryside. Right. But that that was, yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. back then, yeah, yeah, dating a cousin who's 13 was not kosher at all. No, no, it wasn't. And, and he was not very, you know, apologetic about it either. Oh, no. No, he was never apologetic about much, I don't think. <laughs> he, he lived pretty loud and, and yeah. Yeah, he was a fascinating character, but uh, absolutely. Um, so is Myra Williams. So I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing what she has to say. And we're also getting geared up for the holiday season. Uh, we've already mentioned Thanksgiving, but not long after that, it'll be uh, Christmas and Hanukkah and all of that. And we'll have gift guides coming for you. They actually will start the week of Thanksgiving. So uh, be looking out for that in our daily living section. Also, Rodney uh, is going to be talking to Jane Fonda. Yes, uh, she lived here for 20 years, of course, former, you know, wife of Ted Turner. She lived here, I think, pretty much from like 92 to 2012. Mm -hmm. And she started GCAP, which, uh, you know, was focused initially on just on teen um, pregnancy and, and dropping that you know, the number of teen pregnancies, and, yep. and the group has certainly helped reduce that, and now it's kind of broader about, you know, they focus more on sex education in a right. broad sense, and they've got a massive fundraiser on Thursday at a private home uh, with Ludacris and Gladys Knight and Tyler Perry um, and, uh, and Lily Tom Tomlin, of course, will be there, yeah. and Jane. Uh, she's yeah. celebrating her 85th birthday, so it's kind of, kind of a combo. Of course, to, to get in, you've got to start at pretty much $8,500 for two people, yeah. so it's not for you and me. Yeah. Um, I can't believe she's eighty-five. She's I mean, great. to me, and I picture her wearing the um, uh, her exercise outfit. You oh, know, she's like 80s. one of the Absolutely. earliest. <laughs> yeah, she started that whole uh, workout I video know. trend yeah. back in nineteen eighty. Yeah. The leg warmers, yeah, yeah and she's leotard and leg warmers. I mean, if you see her on Grace and Frankie, I mean, she's she's going strong. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Doing very well, and she's still very active in GCAP. Happy birthday, Jane Fonda. So look for that in the coming days. And also, we already mentioned that Rodney is going to the B-52s, but he'll also be going to see Billy Joel for what number of times will this be? Uh, our former colleague, Melissa, has seen him like 60 times. I've seen him like 11 times. I'm, okay. I'm not nearly that well, that's uh, still. dedicated. But um, yeah, Billy and Lionel Richie and Sheryl Crow, I really kind of, I'm, I'm fascinated to see kind of that interesting triple bill on Friday at Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. And I think there's still some tickets available because it's a massive space. So look for that uh, also coming up. Uh, and quickly, we want to mention coming up in uh, Go Guide, we'll have uh, our next three Go Guides will actually be focused on holiday things. Uh, we'll do holiday parades and festivals. We're also going to do roundups of holiday light shows that you can go see and holiday theater offerings. So look for that in the next few Go Guides. And now it's time for the Pet of the Week. And since Billy Joel will be in town this weekend, our Pet of the Week seems appropriate. Because as Billy Joel once sang, 
when will you realize Vienna waits for you? This beautiful two-year-old is the song playing in our heads and hearts all day, every day. She is a huge bundle of love in a petite package, goofy, playful, and affectionate. She's never met a treat or a person she didn't like. Vienna is a big fan of chasing tennis balls, riding shotgun, and going on adventures that end in her getting a pup cup. If that's not enough to make you fall in love, her gentle hugs and soft snores when she's dreaming sure will. At the end of the day, her favorite spot is curled up right by your side. Don't keep your dream girl Vienna waiting another day. She's available to adopt or foster at the Lifeline Community Animal Center at 3180 Presidential Drive in Atlanta. You'll find a photo of Vienna and a link to her shelter profile on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer, whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks as always to Rodney Ho. And now you got Vienna stuck in my head. <laughs> and to Lagaya Figueres. Always fun to talk turkey with you guys. And thanks also to DeAsia Page for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. I'm Shane Harrison. We'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta.